Matthew chapter 16 verse 16 here's Peter's confession of faith here he is confessing Christ and Simon Peter answered and said thou art the Christ the son of the living God we considered this morning here in these words the challenge the Lord had asked the disciples whom did men say he the son of man is remember this was a private meeting between the Lord and the disciples and so he challenged them to tell them what others were saying about him if anybody could come up with the answer that the Lord Jesus is the Son of God or God the Son and so this was a private meeting where the Lord came apart with his disciples we pointed out the Lord had done that on other occasions and it emphasizes the need for us to come apart and be alone with the Lord as well as it being a private meeting we notice also it involved people when the Lord asked and who do men say I the son of man am and of course they had four or more different answers the disciples responded and they said well some say you're John the Baptist others Elijah others Jeremiah and others say you're one of one of the prophets but none of them none of them declared that the Lord Jesus was God the Son no none of them declared that none of them acknowledged that no one, none recognized that and it's the same today it always has been people in religious circles may know about the Lord Jesus but do they believe that he is God well we pointed out this morning not everyone who is religious or who occupies a pulpit believes that Christ is God no oh he's a good man he went about doing good he sets us a good example and you get all these kinds of answers as well as the meeting being private and involved people we notice now that it was pointed after the Lord say whom do men say I the son of man am the Lord then turned his attention fully and as it were looked into the eyes of the disciples and said of whom do you say I am what do you say whom say ye that I am who do you say I am did they know anything more than the man in the street did they know anything more about the Lord Jesus we morning remember that we looked at Philip in John 14 
And Philip asked the Lord, show us the Father. And the Lord said, have I been so long time with you, Philip, and dost thou not know me? Dost thou not know me? After all these years, you still don't know me. Oh, he knew the Lord and salvation. But as far as having a deeper knowledge of the Lord, the Lord rebuked him. Have I been so long time with you, and dost thou not know me? Wonder how many of God's professing people the Lord would say that to. So we consider this morning the challenge. That brings us now to second part, as it were, of our message. As well as the challenge you have the confession. No sinner had the Lord said unto them according to that the Lord addressed them all he said unto them but whom say ye that I am we notice regarding this confession we notice the readiness of Peter usually when the Lord challenged his disciples in different matters and different subjects well Peter was usually the first to speak you remember as the Lord was very near Calvary the Lord told the disciples that they would forsake him the shepherd would be taken and the sheep would be scattered and Peter speaks out no 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 not me though all men forsake thee yet but not I he spoke out Matthew 26 and verse 33 but when you think of Peter and his life under the public ministry of the Lord Jesus and how often Peter would speak out and sometimes speak out of turn the words of the apostle Paul would be an apt description of Peter at times Romans 10 verse 2 for I bear them record Paul's there speaking about his brethren according to the flesh for I bear them record that they have the zeal of God but not according to knowledge a zeal of God but not according to knowledge sometimes you find that amongst believers maybe amongst those who are not very long saved oh they have a zeal they want to get do something for the Lord and that's most commendable but sometimes it's not according <coughs> to knowledge and they can easily make mistakes but here on this occasion at this private meeting with the Lord Peter's zeal was well placed 
There was certainly knowledge demonstrated in the zealous answer that Peter gave. For the zealous answer that he gave was indeed according to knowledge. And again, verse 16, Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. That was his answer. When the Lord put a pointed question to the disciples. It's interesting. When you look at Peter's first epistle. You turn to first Peter. First Peter chapter three. And verse fifteen. First Peter three fifteen. But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and be ready. It's as if Peter's here speaking from experience. Sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason for the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. Be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you the reason for the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. Christ is our hope. And there Peter says, always be ready to give an answer. No wonder that Peter have in mind when he wrote those words, this meeting that he had with the Lord when the Lord said to him, But who do you say that I am? Well, Peter was able to give a good answer. He gave an answer of the hope that lay within him. And there we have the words of a man who was speaking from experience. So we have seen the readiness of Peter. Next we notice the reply by Peter. The reply. Verse 15. He says unto them, But whom say ye that I am? So the Lord asked the question. And here Peter replies to that question of the Lord. And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. There's Peter's reply. Obviously to the according to the words of verse 14 not many accepted that Christ was God. They talked about and being John the Baptist about Elijah by being Jeremiah or one of the prophets but none of them said he was God 
None of them accepted the Lord Jesus as God. The stranger of Galilee. But Peter did. Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. I want you to think of something here when Peter uttered these words. Because you see, it's easy to declare what you believe. And you're in the company of those who believe the same thing. It's easy to do that. But here is Peter. And he made this confession when few believed that the Lord Jesus was indeed the Son of God. He made it when the rulers of his own nation, his own nation, the scribes, the priests, the Pharisees, were all opposed to Christ. And yet here we have Peter declaring who he believed the Lord Jesus Christ was to him. And looking at what Peter said about his master, as I said this morning, I for one would stand shoulder to shoulder with Peter. And say, brother Peter, I agree with you all the way. I'm with you. I believe that Jesus is the Christ the Son of the living God. I support you in that declaration. I support you in that confession. But look, look carefully at exactly what Peter said in this confession. Notice how Peter uses the definite article. Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Boy, don't you like that? Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. We have the word the here three times. But, in the original, it appears four times. Which tells us that whenever Peter responded and replied to the Lord's challenge, he used the definite article four times. As though to emphasize and emphasize and emphasize and emphasize again what Peter believed about Christ and indeed he was God the original reads as follows thou art the Christ the son of the God the living thou art the Christ the son of the God 
study Christ endeavor to know more and more and more about him and that will bring blessing here Peter showed that he had a deep knowledge of the deity of Christ and was able to answer his master accordingly he had a knowledge of the Lord's deity and that's how he answered and so the lesson is clear believer if you want to know the blessing of the Lord upon your life then seek to have a deeper knowledge of the Lord and you'll be blessed we would know that wouldn't we studying the life of Christ studying the person of Christ getting to know the person of Christ in a deeper way then all this would be a blessing to us would it not course it would the Lord would bless us the Lord bless Peter thou art the Christ the son of the living God and Jesus answered and said unto him blessed art thou Simon Barjona you're blessed Peter We want to know more of God's blessing. Then let's get to know more about Christ. Let's get to know more of Him. He didn't come to believe and to make this confession according to human reasoning not at all what many people think and say about the Lord Jesus stand to human reasoning not right oh I think, I think, I think I think he's a good man I think this and that and the other about the Lord Jesus Peter didn't say Peter didn't say I think thou art the Christ the son of the living God no no he didn't say that not at all he learned the truth about Christ because it was being revealed unto him my father which is in heaven hath revealed it unto me there's the revelation so when you want to know the truth about spiritual matters no we don't depend upon or rely upon what we think but what God has said in his holy and his infallible word And Peter surely came to this conclusion about Christ because he had been listening to the preaching of Christ. So he received the word. He heard the word. 
had evidently studied the word that the Lord had spoken and said about himself and he was able to give the right answer and the Lord blessed him see the deeper knowledge that we have of Christ the greater will be the blessing Sure, even you've experienced when you've read, sat down and read a portion of scripture, maybe read a psalm, maybe you've been troubled about something, and you read a psalm, when you've read it, you've said that, that psalm bless my soul. The Lord blessed you through the reading of that psalm or that portion of scripture. And when you sit down and get the book before you and study it as to what the word of God has to say about our Saviour, the more we know, the more God will bless us. We'll be blessed, all right. Blessed art thou, Simon, son of Jonah. No flesh and blood had not revealed it unto him, but my Father. They received it from God. If we want to know more about Christ, we'll receive it from God. We have considered then the challenge and then the confession. Finally, I want to look at the commendation. The commendation. Verse 18 And I say unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. There's the commendation. Now, we all know I don't think I'm going to say anything now that, that we don't know. But the Church of Rome loves these words. They love what the Lord said because they think that it teaches that the Church is built upon Peter. For they claim to be the first pope. For they claim to be the head of the church. Well, that's not what the Lord said at all. That's not what the Lord taught at all. Look at the words again. I say unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock. I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not 
prevail against them. Here we have the Lord speaking about a foundation. Upon this rock I will build my church. And so the Lord is referring to a foundation. Now who or what is that foundation? It's important. I say unto thee that thou art Peter and upon this rock I will build my church. Well, thou art Peter. Do you know Peter's name means? The stone. No way you can you go into the garden you're doing some gardening and there's a stone there what do you, you pick it up and, and throw it away or throw it to one side that wouldn't be much of a foundation for anything thou art Peter a stone and upon this rock I will build my church there's quite a difference between a stone and a rock and so what, who or what was the Lord referring to when he said upon this rock I will build my church. The Lord was referring to what Peter had said. Thou art Christ the son of the living God and Christ said upon this rock I will build my church. In other words the Lord was speaking about himself upon this rock Peter had acknowledged and confessed that Christ is the Christ the son of the living God and the Lord was saying upon this rock the Christ of the living God there's the rock there praise the Lord Christ is the rock Paul said 1 Corinthians 3 and verse 11 for other foundations can no man lay than that is laid which is Jesus Christ for other foundation can no man lay than that that is laid which is Jesus Christ Paul believed that Christ was the foundation. Paul believed that Christ indeed was the rock. And if we need any further proof. Again, Paul said, listen. Paul was referring to the children of Israel in the wilderness and how the Lord fed them with bread. And then you remember, he gave them water. out of a rock <laughs> why don't you just love God's words because Paul said 1 Corinthians 10 and verse 4 for they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them and that rock was Christ the Lord said upon this rock I will build my church And Paul said, that rock is Christ. It's not Peter. It is not Peter. 
is Christ. Really, that settles it, does it not? You can multiply those verses, but there, in 1 Corinthians 3 and 11, and 1 Corinthians 10 and 4, that surely settles it. Christ is the rock. Christ is the foundation. For other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. So we have considered the foundation. The Lord said, Upon this rock I will build my church. Thy church. My church. There's the fellowship. My church. What did the Lord mean when he said, My church? Well, the word church here means assembly. It means assembly. Of course, it's nothing to do with any denominational church. No, it's the assembly. Assembly of God's people. That's the church. It is the whole body of believers of every age and tongue and people. That's the church. And in a church composed of all who are washed in the precious blood of Christ, renewed by the Holy Spirit, and joined to Christ by faith in Him. That's the church. The church is made up of God's people. Blood washed and blood bought. Saved by grace. That's the church. And the Lord said, Upon this rock I will build my church. Well, isn't it Christ who builds his church? Isn't it Christ who builds the assembly of his people? But he saves them by his grace. He does the building. It is a church which has only one head. A church that has only one head and that head is the Lord Jesus Christ himself. Another name for the church is the body of Christ. Christ is the head. We are part of the body. And the Lord says upon this rock I will build my church. Colossians 1.18 He is the head of the body. It's a great just to have such a book of the Bible. You get all the nonsense that's taught today and said and believed today through human thinking. Just in passing. That was a disgrace last week. When that boy went into that Christian school 
there in the States murdered three nine-year-olds three adults one of the nine-year-olds was the only daughter of a pastor it was tragic I tell you what grieved me I read about the political commentators and some of them said that those children were killed or murdered because they didn't pray enough mocking the Christian mocking the Christian and I thought to myself should the Lord suffer the same thing as he hung on the cross in agony and shame what did they do? they mocked him it's the world we're living in believer those characters who said such things they don't know who God is on one day so considering the foundation Christ is the foundation consider the fellowship mainly the church made up of believers no one, no one else then you have the force the Lord speaks about a force here verse 18 I say unto thee thou art that I say also unto thee that thou art Peter and upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church because the church is built on Christ the gates of hell shall not prevail against Christ who is the head of the body who is the foundation for the church there is the force no force of hell shall overthrow the church the body of the redeemed as the blood-bought members <coughs> of Christ's church the assembly of the redeemed none shall be lost no no member of the church of Jesus Christ of which he's the foundation and the head no member of that church and that assembly of believers will ever be lost and hell can muster all of the forces it has and all the power that it has but we can say hallelujah it's not all powerful our God is and not one Saint, not one believer 
in the church of Jesus Christ will ever be lost. I give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand and will find it out before. Neither shall any man. The word man is in italics there in John 10 verse 28. And so it can be read, I give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish, neither shall any. <laughs> pluck them out of my hand. Any. Neither shall any. Any man, any devil, any demon, any brat of hell will pluck them out of my hand. Believer, isn't it wonderful to know we're safe for time and eternity? Time and eternity. <coughs> we shall never perish. We're on a good foundation. The gates of hell shall not prevail against us. Amen. We consider the foundation, the fellowship, the force, the force of hell, and then the favor. Verse 19 And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven and whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven what do those words mean? the keys and someone has been given keys they've been given authority they've been given authority let's say keys for the building well they've been given the authority to open that building and to shut that building so the keys speak to us of authority we read over in Isaiah 22 about Eliakim verse 20 and it shall come to pass Isaiah 22 verse 20 and it shall come to pass in that day that I will call my servant Eliakim the son of Hilkiah and I will clothe him with thy robe and strengthen him with thy girdle and I will commit thy government into his hand and he shall be a father to the inhabitants of Jerusalem and to the house of Judah verse 22 and the key of the house of David will I lay upon his shoulder I'll give it to Eliakim give him the key of the house of David so that he, he shall open and none shall shut and he shall shut and none shall open so we can see there from that verse it speaks of authority Eliakim would be given the key to the house of David he would open it and no one would shut it and when he shut it no one would open it <coughs> it's 
speaks to us of authority but looking here at the words of the Saviour the keys of authority no, no, no they were not given to Peter alone no sir they were not given to Peter alone authority, remember the key speaks of authority authority was not given to Peter alone look at chapter 18 and verse 18 and here the Lord Jesus is speaking about a matter of discipline in a church and verse 18 let's see let's read verse 17 and if he shall neglect to hear them tell it unto the church But if he neglect to hear the church, let him be unto thee as a heathen man and a publican. And look at verse 18. Verily I say unto you, whatsoever ye shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever ye shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. The exact same language that the Lord used in verse 19 of chapter 16 and I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven and whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven and here's the Lord speaking to all of the disciples in chapter 18 of Matthew for we read in the verse 1 and the same time came the disciples unto Jesus saying who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven so it was just the Lord and the disciples again and you go down that chapter as we've said and it deals with a matter of discipline you read there from verse 12 or sorry verse 15 of chapter 18 moreover if thy brother shall trespass against thee go and tell him his fault between thee and him alone if he shall hear thee thou hast gained thy brother and verse 16 and if he will not hear thee then take with thee one or two more that in the mouth of two or three witnesses every word may be established and if he neglect to hear them tell it unto the church the reference here is to those remember the key means authority the reference here is to those who have the authority in the church and when it comes to spiritual matters the minister and his session are those who have the authority to deal with individuals who let's say they're unruly like we have here and the minister and his members of the session will meet with that person and if they will not have a change of heart and they will not repent they'll be disciplined that's it 
and what decision they make will be recorded in heaven that's the meaning of those words of the Saviour let him be unto thee as a heathen man and a publican so he's disciplined he's put out of the fellowship he's put out of the fellowship and the Lord then went on to say verily truly I say unto you whatsoever ye shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven as a session whatever decision you've made whatever decision that binds you men in, your, in the church session it'll be bound in heaven it'll be recorded in heaven and that shows us just again in passing does it show us how we ought to take the work of a church session seriously they bear a great responsibility to do what's right and that's what the Lord is speaking about here and this authority no was not given to Peter alone we've already seen that it was not given to Peter alone John 20 and with this we have told John 20 verse 19 and then the same day and evening being the first day of the week when the doors were shut where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews came Jesus and stood in the midst and saith unto them peace be unto you notice another private meeting then the same day of the evening being the first day of the week when the doors were shut where the disciples were assembled alright verse 23 I maybe read we'll just read from verse twenty. And when he had so said, he showed unto them his hands and his side. Then were the disciples glad when they saw the Lord. Then said Jesus to them again, Peace be unto you, as my Father has sent me, even so send I you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said unto them receive ye the Holy Ghost whose sins ye have remitted <coughs> sins ye remit they are remitted unto them and whosoever sins ye retain they are retained that doesn't, doesn't mean at all that the disciples forgive sins only Christ can do that but you can see the Lord used the same language and again it wasn't solely 
Peter they had this power or this privilege or this favour the Lord was there alone with all the disciples and he's addressing all the disciples and he's telling them when it comes to your decisions make sure they're right and we can only make sure our decisions are right when we follow the word of God that's the teaching of Matthew 16 and verse 19 authority keys speak of authority and certainly as we looked at there in the aspect of discipline the church or the session that represents the church have the authority the authority to discipline or otherwise an individual in the church and whatever, whatever decision is made by the spiritual leaders because we know the session, the session deals with the spiritual matters of the church deacons deal with the temporal matters but whatever decision the spirits and leaders in a church make it's recorded not only on earth but in heaven that's the meaning of those words we rejoice believer that we're in the church of Christ on the foundation that will never give way Dr. Paisley used to say Christ is the rock and every other rock is just a shamrock which is not far away let's bow our heads in prayer O oh dear Lord and eternal God we thank thee for the word Thy word is certainly a light onto our path and a lamp onto our feet. But thank thee, Lord, we don't have to be left in disarray wondering what to do. The Bible will show us. And always, always, always leave us in the right way. In Christ, is the way the truth and the life we follow Christ and we follow Christ we will never go astray Lord write thy word upon our hearts today bless us as we leave the Lord's house grant troubling mercy to each one be with us Lord throughout this week and are going out and coming in, are down sitting and are uprising. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit abide and remain with us now and forevermore. We pray in the Lord's name. Amen. Amen.